0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today?
1: Yeah, I'm all right. Just ready for some football.
0: This podcast, of course, is brought to you by Built Bar, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R, builtbar.com. Go check them out. I'll tell you about them more in just a little bit. So, Jimmy, um, just another weekend in a covid field sports world. Uh, There were there was some NASCAR. There was some golf. We're not going to talk about either one of those. I think we have a not locked on NASCAR and locked on PGA or something. We probably do. Um, I'm not sure we got a locked on everything else. So I don't know why we wouldn't have those things. But um, there, there wasn't a ton out there. The biggest news, of course, happened on Friday and we did a quick podcast on that with JC Latham committing to Alabama, the five-star offensive tackle. You raved about him. I've raved about him. He is fantastic. I think that by the end of the day, or the end of the year, I should say, he'll be um, five-star consensusly. Um, just a couple of little odd ends things, then I'll let you <clears throat> chime in with whatever you'd like. Uh the new strength and conditioning guys seem to be getting rave reviews to me. I mean, I've seen a lot of posts about these two cats and uh, people and by people, I mean, the players really seem to like them.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, Scott Cochran had been such a fixture at Alabama. I mean, you're talking all the way back to 07 and he became the most famous strength coach in all of college football. Uh, our fans knew Scott. I bet more of our fans knew Scott than you could name the whole on the field assistant coaches. I, I bet far more of our, fans could tell you that Scott Cochran was our strength coach more than they could tell you that Sal Sanceri was our, was our outside linebacker coach. So he was very famous, uh, within the fan base and very popular. So I think, you know, when you hear he's leaving, I think the natural reaction is panic and that it's bad news. And in some ways it was, but the fact of the matter is Alabama is probably the most attractive strength and conditioning job in college football based on the athletes we get based on the facilities, based on what Alabama pays, uh, it's just an extremely attractive job, so Alabama interviewed basically the best, the best in the business, and this is the ones that Nick Saban settled on. So we we should have known, you know, minute number one, these guys would be great, and uh, and they're cutting edge, they're innovative, they they really embrace the science behind strength and conditioning. They're not just old school drill sergeants like so many strength coaches are. Uh, I think it's been a fantastic addition. You won't really know until the fall and next spring as you see our kids change in terms of their bodies and performance. But in the end, what you need to focus on, and this is why there's a science to it, is, you know, any strength coach can measure gains made in strength. Like, hey, last year this kid was benching, you know, 340, now he's benching 390, so we've made a lot of progress there. Well, that's not really the point. The point is, is he a better football player? Has he a better football player? Have we used the strength and conditioning process to improve him as a football player? That's all that matters. And that's what these guys spend all day and all night on. What can we do to help make these guys better football players, not better weightlifters?
0: It is cutting edge stuff. It seems like, and look, I'm, I don't know, um, A bench press from a park bench but um, I I feel like these guys seem are, are seemingly on top of their game and um, having having these two guys on the cutting edge certainly will help and and it's just something else to sell because that's what you're looking for right now I think in the recruiting game is okay well Clemson's got sort of a water park now <laughs> you know they got this giant water slide you don't want to do a water slide I mean you can but it's it's' It, it, it sort of seems like copycat. You got to, you got to sell something else. And if you sell two guys that are doing more than just your, you know, rah, rah, pick up that weight, uh, you know, cheer you on kind of thing. If if they're really getting into more of the nutritional side and doing some funky things to get you in shape and, and, and doing some new uh, weightlifting techniques, then I think that, uh, that's, that's something you else for Nick Saban to sell right there. Um, couple other odd and in things here that I've, I've noticed today uh alabama in basketball will open up with jacksonville state uh november 10th our buddy fluffopotamus was able to announce that um if you don't follow i think it's fluffopotamus 88 on twitter you need to go follow him he's a good cat and uh he is the biggest basketball fan i think uh in As far as Alabama hoops goes, so go check that out. But um, so Jacksonville State will open up with Alabama. There are a lot of other games. I know we go to Yale next year, which is cool because we have a Yale transfer on the team. Um, Obviously, we're playing in the Maui Invitational, so a lot of big games. And then baseball wise, Alabama got a commitment from Jansen Kinty. I I mean, that it feels like I'm not saying that right, but that's exactly how it's spelled: Jansen Kinty from East Coeata High School in Georgia. Uh, he's a 2023 left-handed pitcher. And you say, oh, 2023. Well, first of all, I would say we may not be playing sports till 2023. <laughs> so don't just poo-poo the idea just yet, people. Well, and
1: that he's means go he'll through. be a sophomore. That means he'll be a sophomore this fall. All I'll tell you is with the baseball scholarships being so precious where you only have 11.7 to give out for an entire team, the fact that you've made a scholarship offer at all, to a kid who's going to be in the 10th grade this fall. This guy's clearly super high-end. Left-handed pitching is uh, the recruiting gold of college baseball, and Georgia is probably home to the best amateur baseball players in the country. It's a renowned area, particularly the Atlanta area. It's a renowned area for uh, the number of high-level amateur baseball players it produces. So I know nothing about the kid other than if we took him this early, and he's a left-handed pitcher from Georgia. Don't worry that twenty twenty-three is so far away. Worry that he's going to be selected in the first round of the draft, and we'll never see him pitch an inning at Alabama. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what he sort of sounds like.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe he is that good. I mean, we hope he's that good, but we hope he's that good minus a little bit. I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, you, you want him to end up at Alabama, but, but uh, yeah, he, he sounds he sounds pretty high end to me. But of course, we. We devote our twenty four hours a day to football and basketball recruiting we can't We can't include the baseball guys too. We would simply go insane
0: no, I can't get there, man. It just can't be done i can and first of all, I don't like baseball that much, and <clears throat> the reason I don't I like college baseball it's kind of fun, although I miss the that ping you know i'm I'm one of those that that love the way oh, yeah. that 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 sound but um you know this whole major league baseball thing is. It's just gotten so ridiculous, and I don't. I'm fine if they just don't play. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. I hope maybe it will teach everybody a lesson. I mean, because they all seem rather greedy right now, players and owners alike. But uh, anyway, Jimmy, I want to tell everybody about Built Bar. Built Bar, go check them out. Absolutely delicious. They're having an inventory closeout, up to fifty percent off everything they sell. Go check them out. Four or more boxes. 50% Fifty percent off. If you get one box, is fifteen percent off. Two boxes is thirty percent off. Um, it, it is absolutely delicious. Trust us on this. Um, their their motto is listen, learn, and love. One hundred percent of profits from eight million bars. We'll go to organizations that support education, poverty, equality, and ending hate and racism. So that's another reason to go check them out. They've got delicious flavors like peanut butter and banana nut bread and coconut almond and German chocolate cake and peanut butter brownie and toffee almond. Pineapple upside down cake is my favorite. So um, absolutely delicious. B U I L T B A R dot com. That's builtbar dot com. Trust Jimmy and Luke. If you don't listen to anything else we say, Listen to us when we say, go buy a built Bar. So, Jimmy, you've been doing uh, your typical thing on on Crimson Country Club, which is a website you and I are both a part of, where you do the the count roster countdown. And we can get into that if you want to. Um, another thing that's going on, uh, BOL, Bama Online, has put out their uh, top 35 players for Alabama this year. And right. I want to run down this list a little bit. And just get your thoughts, because they've made it all the way up to number 18, it looks like, which is a, a really interesting one. Um, but before we do that, I think it's important, without making any kind of political statement, just to point out, uh, did you see the news on Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy today?
1: I did. It's quite <clears throat> significant.
0: So he's wearing an OAN shirt, which is... Uh, a pretty far-right news network, right? I don't even know what
1: OEN stands for. Though. What does it stand it's, for? Do you know? Uh, One America Network.
0: Ah, okay. Um, So, One America Network, he was wearing a T-shirt. He was on vacation or on a fishing trip or something. And he's wearing this T-shirt, I mean, which is apropos of nothing. I mean, frankly, I wear T-shirts all the time that, that don't mean I'm endorsing anything. Maybe I'm inadvertently endorsing But Chuba Hubbard, who is arguably the top running back in the country for next year, he is at Oklahoma State, and he tweeted not too very long ago, hey, this doesn't work for me, uh, seeing my my coach in a shirt that is uh, supportive of a uh, a far-right news network, and I'm not going to be doing anything for Oklahoma State, and we assume that means playing, until changes are made. Now, he didn't get into specific about what changes need to be made. And, you know, a bunch of people had posts supporting him. A bunch of other people had posts saying, hey, you know, you're part of the problem right now. You can't stand another opinion, blah, blah, blah. And I think the bottom line is whether you whether or not you believe it's a big deal, whether or not you believe that Mike Gundy's wearing that T-shirt is a big deal, it is irrelevant. The big deal is that Chuba Hubbard, considers it a big deal. And if Chuba, so Hubbard does, if Chuba Hubbard thinks it's a big deal, as the unquestioned leader and star of your football team, how many people are going to follow him in terms of Oklahoma State players? And we're in an era of player empowerment like none we've ever seen before. So true. Per- perhaps uh, Oklahoma State is in a big pile of donkey crap and – May it's totally inadvertent. I mean, maybe he just threw on a shirt, maybe he maybe he spilled grape juice on his other shirt that he had, and somebody was like, Here, man, I got another shirt, you know, whatever. I don't know what happened, or maybe he is a huge fan of OEN. He could that could be true too, regardless. Yeah, I believe of whatever, he's
1: a, I believe he has a quote. I believe he's been quoted in the past as saying that he watches the network and that he's a fan of it. Although, what I read was, was there really some quote that he said that he liked it because. It was a down the middle organization and uh, wasn't left or right. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? I mean, it, it, I think it even says in their, their motto, their motto is that they're a far right organization. I mean, they don't, that's, that's <laughs> something they're proud of. They don't hide that, they're, they don't pretend to be anything but that. Um, is it? That is was just is their kind motto of like
0: incredulous. Is their motto if you're not far right you're way wrong? Is that what it is? I don't, sounds like <laughs> it's literally that it almost be. that.
1: It's literally all, <laughs> it's literally almost that. I think I think even when we are wrong we're right. <laughs> that's Oh, that's, that's even motto.
0: better. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's like Again, for real. I, I, mean, I think never, that's for serious. I've I've never watched yep. this news network, not because not I, I'm against it or for it, but because I just, I don't even know where it is on my TV. Now. I don't have time to watch TV anymore. Uh, so <laughs> unless it's an old Alabama game. Um, so That's anyway, right. the point being that this is what's scary about this is it's what's very um, it's uplifting in a way that players have this much power in the sense that uh, you look at Florida state. Um that their one of their defensive linemen was upset that Mike Norvell said, Hey, I met with all the players individually and the guy was like, No, you didn't. The defensive line was like, No, you didn't. This isn't what happened at all. This didn't happen. And so the the social media platforms has have allowed kids and and young adults to call out their coaches and there is there is a positive side to that i totally get it there's also a very scary side to that because there are some things that that belong in the locker room that only belong in the locker room and nothing is sacred anymore um i i'm i'm definitely on the fence about what should happen here uh but it it is it I'm happy that the players have a little bit more power they needed more power but the pendulum has swung so fast so quickly and so far that boy it's you wonder what's going to happen because I look at baseball I mean I come back to major league baseball and I say okay if major major league baseball has the most problems generally in terms of owner player relationship it seems like the NFL is far and away the most popular league and the owners have the most power. You can say whether that's, um, whether that's a good or a bad thing, but the NFL is the most popular and the owners do have the most power in major league baseball. It's the other way, the players definitely have the most power. um, And I would say their popularity has dipped significantly in the last 10 to 20 years. Um, And now they're, they're the one league that seems to be having problems getting back on track. And they're the one league that should be able to say, hey, we, we never started to begin with, so we should be able to start something really cool and really new, even in a short term, and just say this year is going to be a little different. Next year, we'll change some things up. And they should be able to make this happen more than anybody. And frankly, they're, they're boofing this thing.
1: They did. I, mean, I think they, they, they totally screwed up. What could have been a lot of goodwill, and instead there's bad will. But they they are going to play baseball. That major league baseball is now going to happen for sure. The commissioner uh, has the power under the agreement that was signed in March to mandate that that the games be played, and he will. But they're going to be played uh, what I would call begrudgingly. Uh, The owners hate this deal. Uh, The players hate this deal. Uh, It's going to be a very short season uh it's not going to be enough games to really make the season legitimate as we know baseball plays 162 games seems to me you'd have to play at least 81 before you'd say hey that was a real season but it looks like now they're going to play more like 60 games or less and then and then enter the playoffs and it, it, but, it'll just be asterisk after asterisk you know uh but jimmy what it, I it my point was
0: and i don't mean to cut you off but my point is not necessarily about baseball but my point is okay If Major League Baseball, the players have the most power professionally, um, and that sport seems to be in the most chaos all the time. Well, now college sports—it seems like the players are about to get all the power again. The pendulum is swung in their direction, and I wonder how it's going to affect college sports in general. You know, and I'm—I'm no, no, that's that's a great point. So that's that's what I'm saying. While while college, you could make the case that it's it wouldn't. It wasn't great for the players in a lot of circumstances with the universities and the NCAA calling all the shots and TV calling all the shots and not paying the players and they really don't have a voice. Well, now it's swung the other direction because if guys like Chuba Hubbard are going to say things like, I don't like the T-shirt you're wearing, so I'm just going to quit playing. And what are you going to do about it? Guess what that coach is going to do? He's going to apologize profusely. And and then he's going to say, I'm really sorry, and beg to get him back on that team because if Chuba Hubbard's not playing for him, he's not winning as many games and, therefore, not making any money, right?
1: No, that's right. I mean, you know, you can't ever be in a situation where you let the players dictate everything, uh, particularly if what what they are dictating is unreasonable. Uh, This sounds fixable. I'm quite certain that – Gundy is going to fix this. Uh, I, you know, I, I think it's it, it's a fixable thing. I think it's just a good lesson for everyone that in this new atmosphere, in this new environment, uh, there needs to be a lot of uh, communication between the coaches and the players. Frequent communication, and players need to first voice their concerns to their coaches, and not 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 to the media, uh, and see if you know, see if your coaches can can rectify the situation before you, you know, run to the newspapers, but uh, gosh, what a mess for them. And uh, we'll, we'll see how it comes out. I would hope the lesson to our staff is, Hey, you know, uh, we have players that I'm sure that are very upset about the state of, of the country and the state of the world right now. And we need to keep our ears open and do what we can to support them. And uh, cause that's what they're there for. They're the coach, they're coaches. They're, they're there to help these guys and, and not, not only, Help them become better football players.
0: Well, I'm sure Nick Saban sees this and goes. He calls all the coaches in and goes, "All right, guys, I nobody wears shirts ever again. We're all going shirtless <laughs> the rest of this year."
1: <laughs> well, like, you know, Dabo is- Dabo recently wore a Football Matters shirt, and of course, yeah, everything just gets blown up, you know, on on social media to to the point of it all being nonsensical. But the fact of the matter is while nothing Dabo did absolutely nothing wrong wearing that shirt he didn't do anything wrong but even me i'm not in coaching I, and i'm dumb Dabo's supposed to be really smart nick's supposed to be really smart i'm dumb even i would know when yeah. you put on that shirt this week like whoa, whoa 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 coach um i think right now if you wear a shirt that says anything matters like fishing matters hunting matters uh english 101 matters Matters. Don't don't put matters on any shirt except Black Lives Matter. Don't don't wear any shirt that says matters this week. This week now this is gonna you know that's 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 this week. Let, let, in the future you can wear that shirt again because the, there's nothing wrong with the shirt. And he wasn't trying to say anything political with the shirt. And I know Dabo, I'm, I'm really sure supportive of all his players, but <laughs> even I would know as a, in in terms of PR, like Dabo, don't don't, don't wear a different shirt, man.
0: Well, I mean, you're right. Even if he wore a shirt with Urkel on it and said family matters, I mean, it would be a bad choice. You just, you just no matters. And you're right. This is, it's Black Lives Matter right now. And that's what it should be. And again, it's so funny you bring this up because I got to tell you this quick story now because it reminded me of when I was in uh, maybe sixth grade. I was, I shouldn't have been on the basketball team. I was terrible. I was chunky. I was awkward. But my coach had this, a uh, philosophy that if if you try out for the team you make the team which is a stupid philosophy because we had 44 players but um so he put me in the game uh we were getting killed and he just put me in for you know why not and i took a shot like a hook shot and it went over the goal and i was just so embarrassed and i was like do i really want to do this, play basketball anymore do i i mean i'm not good and whatever and i get in the car and i'm feeling down about it And my grandfather and my mom are there. You know, they sit through that torturous game. And when I finally get in, I embarrass the family, both family names, Petrie and Robinson. And um, my brother, who was, I don't know, you know, maybe in first grade or whatever, he gets in the car and he says, hey, Luke, why why did you shoot the ball over the goal like that? And my grandfather looked at him and said, son, I'm going to teach you a little something about timing. You know, and, and that's that's exactly what I feel like telling Dabo. I got to teach you a little something about time in here, Dabo, because uh, sometimes <laughs> it's just not the best time to do something like that. But anyway, Jimmy, exactly. we're going to take a break. We will be back in just one second. Still haven't learned not to say we're going to take a break because I'm still not good at segues. Um, but whatever. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I just am not good at them. Um, so anyway. Jimmy, I want to get into this BOL list. We can do your list. We can save it for later. But this Bemo online list is pretty intriguing to me. The 35 most important players for Alabama this year. Um, I'm going to read the list. I'm going to go down numerically, uh, starting at number 35. And when you get to somebody that you think surprises you, stop me. Number 35 is Thomas Fletcher. Number 34 is Ty Piran. Number 33 is Will Reichert. Number 32 is Slade Bolden. Okay, I'm gonna stop myself. That surprises me. He's the 32nd most important player on the team this
1: year. That that seems high uh, to me. I think he's going to be the fourth receiver, and I think we're likely to expand our Wildcat package with him. So he threw a touchdown pass out of the Wildcat last year. Uh, he's a dependable receiver. He's a good slot guy. So i i, I don't uh, I, I don't have a. It, it, it won't surprise me if the season plays out that way. Put it that way. It won't surprise number me.
0: 31, number thirty one. Number thirty one is Carl Tucker. I think that is appropriately ranked. He has to be yeah. on this list, but you can't put him right. too high because you're not exactly sure what you're getting yet. Number thirty is Will Anderson. I love that surprise wow. pick. That's I think really he, hot. you told me if you told name a non Bryce Young uh mm-hmm. badass contributor year one, I'm gonna put Will Anderson there.
1: Yeah, I don't – I mean, it, it could easily – I mean, put it this way, I, I think it's almost a near certainty that a freshman outside linebacker is going to be a significant player on the team. One of them is for sure, maybe more than one. Uh, so I think there's a good chance one of them will be. And, and Will Anderson, because of how he's built and how physical he is and the competition he played against in high school, uh, maybe Will Anderson is the best bet to be that guy. Uh, I, I would just say that prediction is bold – But again, I certainly won't be surprised if it plays out that way.
0: Uh, Number 29 is Brian Robinson. Number 28 is Fidarian Mathis. I'm glad that the rumors weren't true. Apparently, he has not changed his name to Phil. As I've said multiple times, Fidarian Mathis sounds like a badass defensive lineman. Phil Mathis does my taxes. Number 27 is DeMarco Helms. Am I saying that right?
1: Helms. Yeah, that's right.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, right. Number 26 is J- Jaleel Billingsley. Number 20- 25 is Trey Sanders. I think it's correct to rank him above Brian Robinson, but there may be some people out there that find that a little
1: surprising. no, it broke up, Like, right? What, what, what name was that? It broke up. just like I said
0: Trey Sanders is that? number 25. Yeah. Trey Sanders is 25, right. so he's four yeah. spots ahead of Brian Robinson.
1: Um, again, it's 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 a little bold to predict. It's bold to predict Trey will be ahead of B Rob. It's bold because Brian's a senior that's a, that's experienced and he's good. He's good and he's experienced. And now we're saying someone we've never seen is better than him. That makes me uncomfortable. But if we're betting, if we're betting money, who's going to get the second most carries at running back this fall? <laughs> My answer is Trey Sanders too. So. It's bold. It makes me uncomfortable. It's probably the best bet, though.
0: Number twenty-four is Ronald Williams, the uh, junior college cornerback that's coming in. Number twenty-three is Emil uh, Emil Uh, Ekior. Number twenty-two is King Makuda. I've never been able to say that correctly. Is that right? M Makuda.
1: The best way to say it is just M Makuda. The best way to say it is just pronounce the first letter in his name M. And then then the rest of it's easy. But M Wakuda, I'm pretty sure that's it.
0: Right. Okay, gotcha. Uh, number 21 is Daniel Wright. That is that is very interesting considering yeah. a lot of people thought he was going to be a goner not too terribly long ago. Number 20 is DJ Dale. Again, another interesting pick because, you know, DJ Dale hadn't exactly been the healthiest cat on the planet. And, um, boy, I think putting him at number 20, o l at least thinks he's going to be healthy.
1: That's right. Uh, that's good news. Uh, BOL, you know, they're going to know some things that everybody else doesn't know if they put DJ Dale that high. Uh, that means based on the information they have, DJ's healthy. And, uh, and that's what I believe too. Uh, you know, we just probably won't be able to really verify until the first day of fall camp.
0: And number 19 is Miller Forrestall. So what that means is so far, I have three tight ends on this list. Um, I found that a little intriguing. But number 18 is what we've come up to, and number 18 is Bryce Young. What I find interesting about this, if you consider him number 18, you at least think he will eventually be a starter. That's the only way I can read that because you're definitely going to have Mac Jones probably in the top three, I would say, if not number one. And um, if you put Bryce Young, who's a true freshman, on this list – you probably feel like eventually Bryce Young will uh, take over that mantle this year,
1: right? I mean, that, maybe yeah, I'm reading no, too no, much I think that. that's a – no, no, I agree, and it's a good bet. Look, you know, Tua did the same thing. Tua came in as a talented freshman. There's a good veteran ahead of him that wasn't going to give up the job easily. Tua did eventually win the job as a true freshman. It just took him the second half of the 15th game before it happened. Yeah. And with Bryce, I would just tell you I'm expecting something similar. It's impossible to predict when it will happen, but at some point Bryce is likely to beat out Mac. I think that's a, a very good possibility. Uh, I just wouldn't be on board with the idea that it's going to happen like in September. That that that's what would be really surprising.
0: Well, that's how far they've come in that list, and that's how far we'll go in this podcast. Once more, want to thank Built Bar for being our corporate sponsor all across the board. They are just absolutely delicious. Go check out Built Bar for sure. Uh Jimmy, we will have another podcast on Wednesday and uh roll tide, buddy.
1: Roll tide.